Come on. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. Are you talking about the screaming eagle of success? Oh, it is pretty loud in my headphones too sometimes. You don't love America, Audrey? I knew you were going with that. Why do you hate the troops? Dave and Mahoney. I don't even know if I know because, you know, I'm a communist. I don't know if <laughs> I know what an eagle sounds like. <laughs> All right. And now, this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends. Let's get things going. Get some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? Yeah, some bad news. You had a fairly rough weekend uh, just driving around, I guess. You hit all kinds of weird stuff. I mean, Dave, when I'm out and I'm driving, doing what I do, mm-hmm. you know, I was going to uh, do some stuff with my wife. Okay. Like on Costco, my, Trader Joe's. You know how I do. Uh-huh. On the weekends, living it up. Yeah. Getting crazy. Getting wild. Well, was Living life to the fullest. Weekend. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I'm on the freeway. Yeah. I had a damn muffler. You just there. You just came a out muffler, of nowhere. Just out of nowhere. The car swerves in front of me. There's two cars on the side of me. Hit a muffler. That's unfortunate. Was it a? Was it like a full muffler? Like full a- ass muffler? Like I thought my car. I like, and I'm just sitting here. I'm like, well, there's nothing I can do because I can't slam on my brakes. I can't swerve out of the way. Just right over the front right tire. Shockingly. I mean, dude, it felt like my car was in a hit, hit like a, a tornado brick wall. or something. Yeah. Oh, man. But it did not pop my tire. I'm like, I'm popping this tire. Unbelievable. Am- but a nail will, a fingernail will something. pop your tire. A, 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 a nickel. A whole muffler. But a whole ass. A rusted, will take you out. Rusted <laughs> ass <real>? muffler. Yeah. <laughs> It just rolled over that bitch. But do you feel like there's more debris on the freeways than Yo, Oh, so not only do I hit this damn muffler, about two miles down the road, there's a truck in front of me that is throwing, like, yoga mats, like yoga mats and those, like, what you would see in a gym, you know, like, if you have uh, those, like those, a rolling like, mat? those soft mats that, like, interconnect, like the little jigsaw puzzles. Yes, okay. I run over... Fifteen of those because they're just being thrown off. I can't go anywhere, and I'm like, "What is like? Is this a game of Spy Hunter? You remember that back in the day yeah. where they were just like trying to constantly knock you off the road? This is straight up a, a game of Mario Kart here, man. You're, you're getting pelted. I finally get to Trader Joe's, do my shopping. Just shocked that my car is still running at this point. And as I'm leaving, I hear a gigantic, just like sounded like a gunshot slash glass breaking. Some dick put two Corona bottles under my tires. Two? Yes, at and a Trader Joe's. And that didn't pop your tires That either? didn't pop my tires either. Shout out to whoever, whatever this tires is, you just got. I don't know who I pissed <laughs> off in the world. Yeah, I mean, like, shout out Goodyear. Wait, wait, so, <laughs> all terrain. So, so did they put one, like, underneath two different tires? I believe so, yes. So were you being targeted? I don't know what, what was going happening? on yesterday, but shockingly, the Toyota Avalon prevailed. Did you say your prayers last night? I did not. <laughs> I was just like, I've, my, I've had enough of this crap. So some uh, some good news today as well. A Kentucky man ran out of gas. I don't know if you guys have ever run out of gas before, but it's pretty, absolutely pretty demoralizing. You're just like, ah, yeah. I blamed it on it being a new car, and I just didn't know how far I could go. You know, everyone knows their car, how long you can actually go on E. I just blamed it on that. Mm-hmm. So what's interesting is that this guy got real close because he said, I ran out of gas, but I coasted in there. I, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know if you've ever been able to do that, where you're like, yeah, out of gas. You're like, come almost. on, baby. Yeah. Let me hit that hill. All right. Shout <laughs> out to there, again, being a gas station nearby. What if you weren't by a hill or near a gas station? And I, I don't think this is necessarily a story of responsibility, but he said, I had 40 bucks on me, 
and I bought twenty dollars worth of gas, and then I bought a lottery ticket with this the other twenty. Bought, hold up, <laughs> he only had forty dollars, and he went twenty in gas and twenty on lotto. Yeah. Twenty doesn't even get him a quarter tank, and he won a million dollars. Oh, <laughs> gas forever. Uh, he said, I showed the girls that, that sold it to me, and uh, they said, yep, that's a fit. Plans to use some of the winnings to buy a new vehicle, and the rest is going to go into savings. But a million dollars, thanks to running out of gas and making a poor decision. So keep making poor decisions, friends. No, that's not the moral of the that story. Absolutely that's is. the moral of the story. Coast on in there, being broke, and next thing you know, a million dollars richer. No, I'm not. You're not going to You're not a pregnant pause and then look at me for like reassurance here. No, bad. Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Mahoney, you've had a lot of instances where you uh, have had to use the restroom in unfortunate places. Uh, Yeah, man. I almost uh, blew it up on the way into work today. Like while you're driving? Uh, I was dropping my wife off and uh, luckily I was coming in early so there wasn't anybody here. And uh, yeah, man. It got oh, at the radio station, yeah. you, you took a slam. Yeah, yeah it, got, it got it got real dicey. So walking the, from the parking lot to here. Over the course of the weekend, I had, um, if we're going to be honest, one of those terrible situations where I was on a plane. Uh-huh. Relatively short flight, but it yeah. was like, uh-oh. And uh, I had to go number two on a plane. Did which you? Which I hate. That is not. That's the maybe the second I, worst place to have to go. That is outside of my comfort zone. Did not like it one bit. Um, so I kind of empathize with this individual. But it's really bad when it delays an entire flight. So let me explain what happened. There was a Southwest Airlines pilot that was preparing to fly. Short flight, Sacramento to San Diego. Yeah, quick flight. Had to find a way into the cockpit because uh, a passenger had shut the flight deck door on accident um, as they were boarding the plane because I guess the customer opened the forward lavatory door and inadvertently pushed the flight deck closed, which then locked. So the pilots scheduled to oper- operate the flight were preparing to board the aircraft when this was happening, which, again, is a it had to have been an emergency, right? Because there's no way, like, everyone's just boarding the plane and you're like, I'm oh, going to yeah, cut through everyone and go use the bathroom right now. Or, yeah, or you stayed on after the fact to use it. Yeah, like, there's got to be an, something going on here. But locks the cockpit door because they're in there taking a slam, which is real embarrassing when you realize you've locked the pilots how do you out. get how do you get into the cockpit if you accidentally lock it from the outside the pilot inside was able to crawl through the cockpit window so did you guys know that like the the cockpit windows on planes come out I did know that they opened occasionally so they, I always imagine that's for like when the the they're smoking when they're flying <laughs> <laughs> crack a little window that's right fire up that incense. Uh, so they had to use like one of those lifts, like a giant ladder. Like and then they were able to, Pretty much. Yeah. And then they, they opened the cockpit window and then the pilot, who doesn't really look like he's the sort of guy that should be crawling through a cockpit window. I mean, that guy has got the body type that I do. Yeah. Yeah. Crawling through a cockpit window, not exactly for you, but they were able to finally get in. But I mean, if you can imagine just how embarrassing it is when they've announced to the entire plane that you're going to be delayed because somebody accidentally close the door and then like you come out the front door. But are you a petty pilot and do you announce that? Are you oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, the person hey, is like a giant 70. slam. If, if my if my fat ass looks like this and I have to crawl through the, the I mean, he just window. looks like some toothpaste going through a tube of toothpaste. That's I mean, exactly what he looks like. But you're like, you know, I spent all this money, all this time, had Became this glamorous a job being a pilot. And here I, I am. climbed through a window? Exactly. That's look the most at, activity. I hope he turned on his Apple Watch. That's the most activity he probably is going to get all week. <laughs> 
<laughs> Mahoney for sure would do that, right? Like, <laughs> Dude, I do on. that. You're like, you're like scrolling through. You're like, is is crawling through a cockpit window on this? No, just set it as an open workout. Like, I do you not do that when you know you're going to the grocery store and it's going to be a little while. You know, you're walking from me. Like, I'm I parked in the back. Mm-hmm. This, is, that, this is a workout. So that's what those open workouts are. It's just you go to the grocery store. Sure, man. I'll see that all the time. I yeah, thought you were doing man. something fun like swimming laps. No, if it's ever under a mile, I'm not on the treadmill. I'm not running. I'm do, it's like going from the parking the furthest part of the parking lot to the finished line of my grocery cart. You are ridiculous. That's a workout. Dave Mahoney. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Hey, Dave, my idea for your neighbor, if he doesn't stay away, you know, because he should, but... Give him a to-do list when he comes over. Say, hey, bud, I got a chore list for you to help me with. If you want to come over, first thing on the list, dig a big hole in the backyard, please. Thank you. Let him think about that. Message deleted. So I recently moved into a new house, and there is a neighbor that is across the street that has a couple of times just walked into my house. And that's been uh, fairly surprising to me. Yeah, I mean, the first time it was like he was coming over to kind of introduce himself. Sure. And, you know, the house is under construction right now. So it's not like he's just kicking down my front door and walking in. But still, it seems kind of odd that he would be willing to do that. Um, But then the second time when I was just in my backyard, like hooking up a hose, and then he just appeared in the backyard. It's one thing to be like sticking your head up over the fence being like, hey, or even around the gate and be like, hey. But But like walking through the house or walking in the back gate. Uh, a little aggressive, but there's a development. Oh, yeah? What's, yeah. what's there, new, there, There's new Dale Tale. Um, so he actually ended up kind of being the MVP because he did two things. One, did not come over a single time. Uh, two, the house that I, that we just bought is in a cul-de-sac, and, like, the big moving truck showed up, uh-huh. and they were having trouble trying to get this thing into the driveway. A lot of cars in that cul-de-sac. Well, and, I mean, it's just it's a cul-de-sac. It's not a lot of space. It was a full 18-wheeler that, had, that showed up to Damn. drop off all of our stuff. And so Dale's out there, and the truck is trying to angle as best they can to try to get into the driveway. And Dale comes out, and he's like, you can drive on my grass if you need to. And I was <gasps> he like, gave up his grass. I'm like, that's a pretty big move. That's a pretty big move for Dale because you can tell he love he's like a yard guy. Oh yeah. And so the fact that he let an 18 wheeler drive onto his grass, ah, and you know. lit and you did it. Well, I mean, I wasn't driving the 18 wheeler, but no, but you said, oh, thanks. I didn't say you I didn't say anything. Him. I just watched it from a di- distance, oh, and I got I got to say that I, you know. That's, that, appreciate that's, that's a pretty big move. You that's appreciate move. it, that's but he did that. Move. Now, now you are in debt to Dale. Uh, now bit. he's got a free pass just to walk in anytime. He does, man. You can't keep you can't keep taking the branches from his olive branch. Like he is quite literally trying to make friends with you because no one else does like him on that street. Do you know? Do you know why I think that he was outside? Why is that? Because I think that he was installing another camera. In a tree outside of his house. To face you? It does kind of face us, but whatever. It's the front of the house. Like, I don't, I don't care. He's mostly, like, keeping track of what's yeah, going on he, in the cul-de-sac. He's got a he's security camera in a tree. He, he's got, like, five on one side of his house already, so you can tell he's pretty uh, pretty into the surveillance. But uh-huh. when you're actually scaling a tree to install a security I've never camera. Seen, I've never <laughs> seen a security camera in a tree. I think that's what it is. Like, I was, I was trying to be coy by looking at it because if it is a security camera... Yeah. <laughs> is it not just like a birdhouse? No, I'll, t- I'll take a picture and I'll show you guys. Okay. I'll see if I can snap a shot. Please leave a message after the tone. 
What's the most embarrassing mispronunciation you've ever had? Message deleted. I mean, there was a song for many years from Alanis Morissette, and I thought Dave Coulier, who that song is about, Mm -hmm. from Full House, cut it out, that guy with that beautiful mullet, gave her a crossed cross-eyed bear not the cross that i bear i thought he gave her a cross-eyed bear yeah yeah oh. not a she was bearing a cross like christ would bear a cross no it was like an actual like bear with bad vision yeah <laughs> <laughs> but they've got glasses to fix that now ever got in trouble for like while playing a board game with your family so when i was younger we played the game of life so i had so many kids i'd get a second car to hold them all my, you know, sibling said something, but Ace Ventura movie just came out and stuff, so I made the comment, oh, I must have been porking my wife. Yeah, my my dad didn't think it was as funny, and uh, I had to go sit in the corner for like 10 minutes. Message deleted. Dude, if you get grounded from the game of life, that's a sign, right? Yeah, man, maybe maybe like stick to sorry or shoots and ladders. Uh, did, were you guys good board game players? Because for me, with the, the siblings, like if we were playing Monopoly, which was always just such a grind, and you get behind... Like that's that's the one game where it's totally acceptable to flip the board, right? My siblings were so much in Mahoney. I actually feel like, in some ways, I can attribute to you and your uh, only childness because uh-huh. I was an only child for like eight years of my life. So board games did not exist. I didn't have board games in my house. Have you never had a board game flipped on you? Absolutely not. No one's ever stood there and looked you straight in the eyes after you'd built an empire in Monopoly and just flipped the entire thing? It was never Monopoly. It was always Risk. Risk. Got, we had a high school... Like card, like we would play hearts, spades, and then we would play board games. Yeah, and Risk got banned because these, these were my like you know smarter, like nerdier friends. Yeah, and it, it about came to blows. Can't play that board game, but it got banned. Too risky. Yeah. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. So, Audrey, over the uh, long Memorial Day weekend, you were enjoying doing some fun activities because you're the activity girl on the show. You love stuff. Yeah, man, yeah. but you're right. I was doing some activities, and I realized that my crew, a.k.a. my boyfriend and his daughter, do not roll like I thought they did. You thought what they were a little harder in the paint. and uh, A little and too hard. You planned an activity, and it was a total bust, which sucks because... You had planned this activity, so you also paid for everyone. Yes, because that's kind of just how I am as an individual. If I'm like, hey, let's go out to dinner, like, if it's on me, like, I will, if I asked, then I want to be able to, like, pay. Have you noticed that she's never offered to pay around us, Mahoney? Y'all are always asking me to go places. Well, I know, because we want to hang out with Places where it's, like, five-star restaurants. Like, I can't can't get a seafood tower. Come on, man. (laughs) Just pick up one seafood tower. Yeah, pick up. Yeah, that's how you get initiated. (laughs) Um, so anyways, we're, we're out at the Botanical Gardens. Okay. And um, my boyfriend's sweet daughter, Harley, is, she grew up in Las Vegas, so she's very familiar with, like, the bougie lifestyle that comes with Vegas, right? right so whenever yeah. she thought of the Botanical Gardens, she thought... Like the Bellagio. The Bellagio. Yeah. Like gorgeous indoor, indoor. climate controlled. <laughs> it's It's... Set up for every season. It's going to be Chinese New Year, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, we're out at the outdoor botanical gardens and we made it, guys. I'm not even kidding you. Past, like, you know, the, whenever you go into like a zoo, think about like a zoo or whatever if you've never been to botanical gardens. They have like a spider, like a like an entryway where you can go like five different yeah, directions. We own spoke, same as Disney. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So then once you like pick your route, there's usually like one thing for you to see, and then there's one other thing upon your barrier of entry, and sure. then like that's bad. that's as far as we got. 
I'm, say, I'm saying we were there for 15 minutes before the complaints started rolling in. Well, she's, not just Harley because she, she's 10. She's 10, right? So, I mean, like a 10-year-old is going to be pretty vocal. Oh, about I hate it. to go into the zoo or the botanical gardens or anything like besides the science center when I was a kid. Is it because it's too human? Like like the like the just the moisture that's in the air and like, I just didn't like was there bugs around like what what was she complaining so about? it's so it was so hot we ended yeah. up trying to go later on in the day so that we didn't catch the you know the sun yeah in basically June and um, it was just hot she was wearing sandals and like you said like there's rocks she's getting them in her sandals uh. I had Elmo with us Elmo was hot. You know, Dustin was not really feeling it either because it was just, you know, plants. How and I'm much, like, what the heck? How much did it cost? Like, how much were tickets? Uh, about 100 bucks. 100 bucks? You guys were there for 15, 15 minutes? 15 minutes. So I was wondering, I'm like, okay, circle table talk here. What, especially with you, Dave, have you ever had an instance where you're like, had to just completely had an abort mission because nobody was really feeling it. And I didn't care. Yeah. It really did not bother me at all. I would rather have just left and heard complaints for an hour. But does that happen to you guys often? Uh, yeah, I mean, because, uh, you know, I've got four little kids and uh, probably the most distinct one is it was Mother's Day, I want to say two years ago. And I don't remember which kid it was that was freaking out. It was probably Olivia at the time. Uh, maybe Duke because he was, he was really young then as well. But went to a movie for Mother's Day and it was me and my wife and our kids, but then, of course, her mom, my mother-in-law, Shelly, because she's always there, was there. And, um, like, one of the kids started freaking out at the point where it was, like, Too distracting much. Yeah. in the movie theater. But it, it was a movie, and I don't, can't remember what it was off the top of my head, that they both really wanted to see. And so I took the kid out about, same thing, 15 minutes into the experience and just sat in the lobby and tried to corral them. For two hours. For another hour and 20 minutes. Oh. So, yeah. No. Real good times. I've got a solution, Audrey, because you love planning and doing these things. Uh, my wife loves that, and I hate doing that. So you guys can plan some stuff uh, over the weekends. Yes, and I can just sleep in. Take the wives, except for mine, because you got to watch the kids, so don't take her. <laughs> no, bring the kids. Yeah. Ah, all right, you tell, take the kids. Mahoney and I will go golfing. Dave Mahoney. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. There is a certain person, so vile, so arrogant, a middle ground between horrible and useless, a culinary and retail nightmare, a person who we call Karen. Karen, why did you do that? Why did you do that? Why? These are the Karen Chronicles. Why did you do that, Karen? There are some people that every time that they leave their home, they feel that the entire world is built to serve them. They're so entitled that any time that they walk into an establishment, whether anything's wrong or not, they're going to find a problem. Dave, it doesn't matter how good the service is, they will find a way to speak to the manager. This first one is from a, an establishment called Old Chicago. It's in Garden City, Kansas. Never been sure. It's lovely. It's got four out of five stars. Danae said five out of five. My daughter had a stomach ache and wanted a salad, but we didn't want to pay $15 for a salad for a five-year-old. And you know what? They made it happen. I will go back just for their kindness and understanding. Well, first off, who gets a kid with a stomach ache? A salad. A salad. Get them a warm Sprite or a warm 7-Up. You do warm? Warm. War or warm ginger ale? That's how you cure a stomach ache when you're poor. Uh, that's actually fact. That's true. That is 100% when I, when, I, when I felt sick, parents would be like, drink some warm ginger ale. And yeah. like, uh-huh. Mine was soup, Jordan. though. 
soup and soup and ginger ale. Yeah, you got soup after the or fact. Crackers, yeah. crackers, saltines. so many saltines. Yeah. Or like if you didn't have any saltines and your mom only had like those oyster crackers, so Dude. that you're sitting there popping an oyster Dude. cracker. You go over to your rich friend's house and they got club crackers, Ooh, Keebler wee. club crackers. Damn. Oh, that's how the rich get well. That's right. <laughs> uh, Jan said five out of five. Yum, definitely be back. Extremely accommodating. Thanks so much for the hospitality. Two exclamation points. Emily was five star helpful. Just really too Why excited. did you make her sound like that? Because she put dude. two exclamation points after everything that she wrote. Is that how you read my text to you? Extremely accommodating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Karen said one out of five stars. We had had the nachos and fish and chips along with some beers. The waitress took our order, brought us our beers. We never saw her again. Hey, Laura, where did you go? Food was brought by somebody else. Where's Laura? Finally, after the food and beer were gone, where's Laura? She finally passes us by and stops and asks for the check. Then she asks us, do we want another beer? No, just the check. Hey, Laura, guess what? I tip big and you just missed it. Hope whatever you were doing was worth it. You're just sad. Anybody who says they tip big does not tip big. That's true. That that is just, if you have to tell somebody that you tip big, then you're probably you're not a big tipper. Nope. Um, and finally, we That's have... That's like saying you're a good lover. Yeah. You're just not. You're just you, not. Yo, you don't have to tell you people. You can just prove it. Yep. You can just do it. Yep. yep. Just do it. Uh, this next one is uh, for the Texas Roadhouse, Phoenix, Arizona. Dude, four out of five stars. Love me some Texas Roadhouse. Olivia A said five out of five. Never been to a Texas Roadhouse I didn't like. The roadkill was perfectly cooked medium for me, and the mushrooms, they were pretty good, too. Should have asked for broccoli only, though. They gave me carrots. Too many carrots. Otherwise, perfect. Traw H said five out of five. Good steak, good rolls, good place to eat food in general. Everyone loves Texas Roadhouse. Love that review. Uh, Karen. Bit of a conspiracy theorist, perhaps, Mahoney? Mm -hmm. One out of five stars. I just went to Texas Roadhouse, and I swear the light bulbs were listening to us. I mentioned this to my husband, that the sweet buns were hard and not freshly made. Instantly, fresh ones came out. <laughs> my husband asked me if my food was hot. In less than five minutes, the manager came out and asked if everything was all right. I do not approve of this invasion of privacy with these spy light bulbs. Where are the limits to the information that is being gathered? Why isn't the public being informed that we are watched? I will never go to a Texas roadhouse again because only there I'm being listened to and monitored. That has got to be the most boring spy footage to go through. <laughs> Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. When your lifetime goal is to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand, it's the Redneck Report. Dog will hunt. On Dave and Mahoney. You know, we have been lobbying for the four-day work week for a long time now, but these people who can't handle a holiday weekend are out here trying to ruin it for the rest of us. You just got to, you get a three-day weekend, you're just going to act like a boob, and next thing you know, everyone's going to be like, eh, three-day weekends are a bad idea. What do they do now, Dave? So a Florida woman was arrested after witnesses reported that she was driving erratically, nearly hitting several families, their children and their pets, while she was driving on the beach. Wait, but you can drive on the beach in some places. Yeah, but you she was going 50 miles an hour. You can't drive 50. Okay, yeah. there, there you go. What kind of car was she in? I mean, like, if this was a uh, like uh, like a Hyundai Sonata or something, like, what it was you... like one of those, like, Nissan SUVs, like, little crossovers. Okay, okay like so, a Rogue. Yeah. So you're the, going 50 on a beach? That's way too fast. I mean, I feel like even going 15 is kind of fast, to on be a honest. Beach? Yeah. Yes. 
So the 26-year-old, her name is Sarah, ended up plowing into the water after deputies said that she was getting going around 50 miles per hour, inches away from, like, hitting a kid and stuff. <gasps> and she was drunk when she was doing it. But, again, not nearly drunk enough. 0.153, which is not Oh, she's even, excitable. I mean, you're even, drunk, but you are not so drunk that you should... You think driving erratically on a beach is a good idea. And then driving into the water. And then she could not believe that she was getting arrested. She's like, why am I going to jail? Oh, my gosh. She's one of those. I hate people who can't hold their liquor. It might be in my top. It might be in my top five of least favorite things about a person. If they just cannot hold it together after a couple of drinks. Do we know if tasing somebody sobers them up? Uh, I would assume. Yeah, probably. You think so? I imagine your body's pretty confused. Like, I'm sort of relaxed, had a few drinks, and then... Because, I mean, Coke does it. (laughs) (laughs) Same, 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 right? Same, same, taser, cocaine. (laughs) So, I get it. Ghosts are scary. Uh, Andrew George and his companion, Natasha, had recently purchased a room at the nearby Travel Inn, which I'm sure is lovely. Uh, They were in the room for about 30 minutes when they claimed they heard a window opening and thought somebody was trying to break in. Sounds like drugs. The two ran out of the room and demanded a refund from the hotel manager. They were refunded, but moments later, they observed a shadow behind them. Ah. Thinking it was a person who was breaking into their motel room, they ran across the street to a 7-Eleven. Again, big drug energy here. Uh He kept running around the parking lot due to the ghost chasing him. He was scared the ghost was going to get him, so they approached a home and then threw a chair through the window so they could break into the home, but exclusively to get away from the ghost, you guys. Because the ghost can't come in. Not, a, not, not, not a, not a, not a window that's been broken out by a chair. Yeah, that's just was that's this his first ghost. Time? ghost law? Yeah, it's ghost etiquette. Was this his first time ever seeing his own shadow ever? <laughs> uh, the people inside called nine one one and uh, threatened to stab him with a kitchen knife if he didn't leave. Uh, Andrew admitted to taking Molly, which I don't know what's in your Molly, but this uh-uh. doesn't sound like you're taking the right stuff. Uh, and that's why he believes God was not protecting him from making bad choices. If you um, if you ever find yourself running around for any reason in a 7-Eleven parking lot, reevaluate the choices that led you to that moment. Just you're go right. inside, get a big gulp, think it over. Get a mm-hmm. nacho. Get some nachos, nacho. get one of them the- hot dogs. If you, if you eat those nachos and hot dogs, you ain't going to be thinking about any ghost coming to get you. It's just going to be like, where's the closest bathroom? Yeah, for real. <laughs> Throw that chili on there. Like the ghost of Do they still all have, bad decisions past. Do they still have the chili for the 7-Eleven hot dog? Because, I mean, it's been Yeah, they do. They still have the chili. It's still. I it's, have had it recently. You so have I not. You trash you. bucket. I don't believe Within you. Within the last six months. Absolutely. <laughs> I have. Well, speaking chili of throwing. and onions, man. <laughs> speaking of throwing that chili around, uh, this dude was on the run. Uh, he had a couple of active warrants out for him, and he uh, he was actually at a hospital, had to go there for a procedure, and he was not restrained while he's at the hospital. And so this dude took off running in his hospital gown. Oh, his little butt cheeks are clapping. Little butt cheeks is out. He's in the breeze. Did he have those grippy ass socks? (laughs) It didn't say whether or not he had those grippy socks. I feel like you can do anything in those grip socks. You can, man. (laughs) All of a sudden, parkour expert. This is Dave and Mahoney. Can I ask you guys a personal question? Sure. When is the last time that you stepped in poop? Oh, man. Probably. You you do a lot of walking, Mahoney. A couple months ago. Yeah. A couple months ago. And, man, it just gets in. Once it's into, like, the little waffle area of your shoe. Yeah. The treads, those shoes are done. My uh, my wife, it happened this weekend, stepped in dog poop out of the the park with the kids. All of a sudden, and luckily, it was a park that's close to our house. So we got over to the house, and she takes her shoe off, and there's a hose there. And I'm spraying the poop out of it and you're right it, like it got all the oh, waffles and everything else there. and what sucks is that like it's like kind of splashing back and so you're like trying to dodge the poop water that's coming off this shoe 
And, you know, it's one thing when it's dog poop, because that's that's gross. Mm-hmm. But it's much, much worse if it's human poop, uh, right? Wait, where is this going, Dave? Well, I mean, there's a real issue right now uh, in Colorado where they are complaining that because there's an absence of bathroom facilities along some of these trails that the, and they're blaming it on the inexperienced hikers. Now, Audrey, you being an experienced hiker, you would never poop on the trail. Somebody that is an inexperienced hiker like myself uh, would also never poop on the trail because I'm a closet pooper, so I would go hide in the woods somewhere. But the fact that people are bold enough and brave enough to just drop trow and take a slam in the middle of a hiking trail seems monsters. Right? So it's monsters. not a wa- it's not a hiking trail. Then there's a difference because when you're hiking, they don't put bathrooms all along the hike. Yeah, you're on a walking trail, and there is a bathroom, and it's going to be at the entrance. You know, does, does that make sense? Like, I feel like whenever people who are, are talking about the fact that they're hiking, you're not really hiking. You're walking on a you're, you're walking on a path. Yeah, you're walking on a path. Or, or if you are going on a hike, this is your first time hiking, and you have no clue that there's not going to be a bathroom at the top of the mountain for you. That, those are definitely going to be the type of people who are pooping all the way. They've actually launched a campaign called Do with two O's, Do Colorado Right, <laughs> uh, which offers some kits to people, and they're actually now going to require people to uh, to to take their poo with them. So like kind of like you do with a dog. Pick you know, up, pick yeah, pick if you're going to pick up after a dog, pick up after your own self, you nasty ass. I, I mean, am just floored by the fact that this is even an issue. This is a real thing that's going on right we now. Are, yeah. We live in a semi-civil society where we have like things, social structures and things that we're supposed to do that are just almost like innate within us. And just pooping outside already feels so awkward. Pandemonium. It feels... Pudemonium. Pudemonium. Yes, man. That's like that's seriously like driving on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> I mean, maybe worse. Yeah. I mean, nobody likes a wrong way drunk driver, but also like, what are you doing pooping in the middle of a path? And stop eating corn. Do people eat corn like they used to? I don't think so. I don't feel like we're really like corn on the cob. I mean, like I feel like I'll, I'll eat the throw some like a pat of butter on that bitch. Yeah, it felt yeah. like every weekend as a child, like you go to some corn. sort of event and corn. Yeah. Corn on the cob. Yeah. Do they even remember Green you corn? had those little like corn holders yeah. that you put on the that side? That were made out of yeah. that little, were little corn <laughs> things. Yeah. Man, they do not. I don't know how we got here to this part of the conversation, but bring back corn on the cob. But enough people are already still eating corn so that we, we do notice it in the poo. No, yeah. we don't. There's yeah. no. I would rather see more. More corn in the cob so that we at least have art. Makes the poop art. Oh, yeah, kind of like abstract it'd be art. La- it would be yeah. less to complain about. Abstract art? Okay. <laughs> Dave Mahoney. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. So who's the better storyteller? Bob Dylan or Bruce Springsteen? Message deleted. There is something to be said about somebody who can tell a great story through song. But, I mean, you got to think that Bob Dylan is probably the best, considering... He's a writer. He's not really that good of a musician. Or singer. Or singer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's not a good singer, and yet somehow he's, he's a, a writer. star. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like his son, Jacob Dylan of the Wallflowers. Good singer. Handsome fella. Just didn't have the chops that his dad did. Didn't which sucks. But he could sing better. Handsome as hell. So what? I think Bob Dylan wins that one. Yeah, I mean Bob Dylan is a Pulitzer Prize winner. Is he really? Yes. <laughs> Good for him. Please leave a message after the tone. Go back in time to this prime time classic evening television show, Three's Company. The main three characters: John Ritter, Joyce DeWitt, Suzanne Somers. Oh my gosh, I remember watching those when I was little. <laughs> 
and uh, rest the cast great, but uh, it was a classic. Message don't deleted. forget Don Knotts as the landlord, who's pervy as hell. Don Knotts doesn't get any credit for anything he did other than the Andy Griffith show. Nothing. And Don Knotts was hilarious. I mean, superstar level. Yeah. John, uh, John did, Ritter was great, too, man. I mean, that whole show, Three's Company, yeah. I'm, and I'm with you on this one, man. Like, watching those shows, like, in reruns, like, as, like, a like a 13, 14-year-old boy, mm-hmm. Suzanne Summers, oh, yeah. it was... That why that's why I watch TGIF on ABC as well, step by step with her. That's how I was oh, first oh yeah. introduced to Suzanne Summers. You're like, I understand why that, master. why that weird cousin lives in his van in the backyard. Mm-hmm. I would too if Suzanne Summers was my half aunt. It's so interesting because I never was really like swooning over the because Leonardo DiCaprio was like, I always tease saying like my uh, my sexual awakening, like how I knew I was like obsessed with. First time you ever dudes. felt feelings was when you were watching Titanic. Watching that hand slap, like on the back of that window. <laughs> Re like had the multi the the dual VHS. Rewatched front to back on both of those a thousand times. Obsessed with Titanic, you but like creep. when whenever I was a kid, that was the only person who I can like vi- like really remember being like my. Like, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with you sort of thing. And he wasn't like that much older, I guess, maybe. Like, he wasn't like a, a, a parent-looking person. Leonardo DiCaprio is still dating 20-year-olds. Like, don't feel bad. Like, you're, it's not the sort of thing where he f- feels like he's much older. Like, Christy Brinkley and Suzanne Summers definitely had, like, that older generation vibe oh, for, yeah. for us when we were coming up, Mahoney. But still, like, ooh, man. But now, as I'm watching older shows, like, I'm, I just, we've been talking about this. I just recently started The Sopranos. And as I'm watching those characters from the early 2000s, I'm like, oh, my gosh. They're all hot. Yeah, like Tony Soprano, you said, is hot to you now. Like, I would not have ever thought because that if a, I would have watched that. He's a man's man. He's yeah. a dude. It's, yeah. it's because he's got magnetism. You yeah. know, that's and what Camilla it is. And too. She's hot, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. In her, like, little biker shorts. Yeah. And the, I'm like, okay, everybody is gorgeous in this. But again, I don't know if you would have caught me feeling that way like you guys did watching. I mean, obviously, vastly different show. But, but if Patrick I was Dempsey younger. was on there. No, but see, like, you have to go through some stuff in life to really appreciate a dude that will punch somebody for you wearing a pinky ring. <laughs> Dude, a pinky ring is hot. Yeah, there's something to that now. I just wanted to let you know that my pet snake has finally learned how to play fetch. He's pretty slow, but it's a sight to see. Message deleted. Oh, boy. I, I don't want to start, like, going off on the reptile people, but... They're, they're going to eat you. Your your snake does not know how to play fetch. No. He's just luring it, you in. It, th- it thinks that it's food, and then eventually you're just going to piss him off to the point where you're right. He's going to eat you. Top three animals that freak me out. Why no feet and still can move? So Dave and I were golfing. <laughs> That's a good question. What do you mean? Hate it. So we were golfing the other day, and we were talking to the cart girl as we were getting some drinks. Yep. And she, which I don't know if this is true, but I'm going to take it as gospel. She's like, the rattlesnakes are evolving. <gasps> where they don't rattle anymore to warn you that they're going to bite you. Because we kill all the ones. That are rattling. Yeah, so they're like, no, nope, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tip you off. What anymore. an evolutionary tale! Yeah. Are you kidding me? They're smart. Yeah, they know. Yep. Oh my gosh! Another reason why snakes are snakes. I hate them. Yeah. I hate them. And Again, the one cool thing you did, like play percussion. Now we don't have a rhythm section. Imagine if it wasn't a rattlesnake, but it was a cowbell snake. How cool that would be! <laughs> you get closer and. <laughs> you cool snake. This is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Do you guys get emotional when you move out of a house that you've lived in for a while? I do not. 
I'm always moving, so I just get emotional kind of anyways. Because I remember when I was a kid, like the, the house I lived in from six until I was 16, pretty formative years. And yeah. so I distinctly remember walking around that house, you know, after the movers had come and everything was all loaded up onto the truck and like, Saying goodbye to everything, so, you know, because it was it was very emotional for me. Bye, tree. My, my first house for real. We had we had a tree that we used to climb out back all of the time, and that was our buddy tree. And I said goodbye to the tree, buddy tree, the little buddy tree. Yeah, you I, hug it. I didn't move when I was really in school at all. I lived at the house in St. Louis from two until like twenty one. Yeah. So 20 years That's essentially yeah. in the same house. So like you know, all my friends were in the same neighborhood. Very. You know, it's like lower middle class, upper lower class. So there wasn't like a whole lot of like people moving. Right. Everybody was just kind of there, which was nice because, you know, those people are still my friends to this day. You know, my oldest friends, but we didn't move. So like that was the one and only time like where it was emotional for me. Everything else has been about moving my life forward for a career and or other opportunities. So my wife, I think, got a little bit upset with me. For her, like, she was saying goodbye to the house really for the first time. And she dropped something on me that, that I understood why it was so emotional for her to leave the house. She told me that that is the longest that she's ever lived in a house ever in her entire life. And I feel like you didn't live in that house all that long. Six years, almost to the day. Which, I mean, it's... Not that long but for the overall thing. That's right. crazy. Yeah. I mean, for her as a kid. She's never she, lived in a place more than never. six years. That's never. the longest she's ever been in a single place. Surprised me too. But she was telling me that that was the longest she's ever lived anywhere. But it was also like really formative years for the kids too, right? Because when we moved into that house, our oldest, who's now seven and a half, was the age of our youngest, who's who's one. Yeah. And since then, we've had three more kids. She's done a bunch of stuff to the house. So she's, like, very emotionally invested in this house. And she, she was she probably pretty... kind of thought it was going to be her forever home, like, where her babies were going to be, like, growing up. And, I mean, even though it's not, right, it, it was just weird for her to, like, you know, we put all the keys in the little Ziploc bag and put them in the drawer. And then you close the garage door for the last time. And, you know, we're driving out of the neighborhood at the same time as the moving truck. And I look over, and she's just, she's, she's crying. Mm-hmm. And... It's emotional. And then she got a little mad at me for not crying. And I was like, am I supposed to? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You did not say that. <laughs> I hope. 100%, 100% he did, Audrey. I hate that you you looked over at her and go, am I supposed to be crying? Well, what, do you, what do you want from me? Like, Dang. I'm not crying. No, what I got to focus on this drive. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I got stuff Four to do. Kids yeah, in the we back. Got, we got, we're going places. We can't Same. be sad when we're moving stuff in. I we got a whole move. house to move. can't be driving and crying. Wait, seriously, that's what you said to her. What did you really say? This I, is you didn't I, like kiss was, her and say, "Baby, I know this is this is." No, I was trying. Set. This is Dave <laughs> and Mahoney. Time to play Tipsy through the quad or toddler <laughs> on Dave and Mahoney. Come on, Chris is joining us for a round of Tipsy or Toddler. Chris, let me ask you this: Do you spend any time around drunk people, or any time around little kids, or both, perhaps? I babysat both. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> so these things that were said were either said by people who are very drunk or little kids. You're trying to figure out which is which. Uh, our producer did a fantastic job of transcribing the things that were actually said, which can be rather challenging with both of these groups, and we're just going to act them out. So here we go on the first one. I sharted. Where did you shart? In my pants. Are you sure? Do you know... What a shirt is? Um, it's uh, you think it's a rooter toot, but it's a rooter toot. But um, the rooter toot goes out and it splats. 
I mean, that's a pretty accurate description. Uh, is that a tipsy person or a toddler, Chris? Oh, my God. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with toddler. Toddler is correct. You're on the board with one. Well done. Let's have a listen. I shorted. Where did you short? In my pants. You sure? <laughs> you know what a short is? Um, it's a, you think it's a rooter tube, but it is a rooter tube, but um, the rooter tube goes out. And it splats. That's exactly accurate. <laughs> that is exactly right. <laughs> accurate, child. That is accurate. Okay. So you're on the board with one, Chris. Audrey, whenever you're ready, take it away with number two. Oh, oh, yo. Yes. There may not have been a better pizza than this. This is, oh, oh, yes. It's a full wide wave. Is that a tipsy person it's or a toddler? Set in parentheses for me to sing, by the way. <laughs> Ooh, let's go with Tipsy. Yeah, Tipsy is correct. On the board of two. Oh, oh yes, oh yes. There may not have been a better pizza than this. Za. Oh yeah. In the whole wide wave. Perfect, Audrey. You nailed I that. I think I did that pretty spot on. Solid, solid stage direction right there. So you. did you, Chris. You have got uh, two for two so far. You're doing great, Mahoney. Audrey, whenever you're ready. Number three. Trulies! I'm sorry, what? There's some Trulies! I would like some Trulies. I like, yes, I would. Is that a tipsy person or a toddler? Let's go with tipsy. You know, you'd think that's what that would have been my guess, too, but no, it's a toddler talking about Trulies. Trulies? I'm sorry, what? There's some Trulies. Would I like some Trulies? Okay. Oh, I, yes, I would. Okay, so we got two correct, those, one incorrect. It's fine. Those black can truly, like lemonades. The lemonade ones. Oh. And don't you play on the punch ones either. Dude, you get real drunk on those <laughs> in the summertime. The teas. Here we go on to number four, Mahoney. Oh, for real. I ask, like, how much is it? Because why he got orange juice up there, and I didn't even ask about for orange juice. I didn't ask for an orange juice. You're not the only one in line. Okay, but. But before I get my money, I'll ask how much it is. Is that a tipsy person or is that a toddler, Chris? Well, we got toddlers talking about truly. We got tipsy people talking about orange juice. We're going with tipsy people. Yeah. Excellent. I like that reasoning. For real, ask how much it is because why he got an orange juice up there. I ain't even asked for orange juice. I didn't ask for orange juice. You're not the only one in line. Okay, but 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 before I get my money, I'll ask him how much it is. All right, we are crushing this game. All right, Chris, you can get the win right here on the last one. Uh Audrey, let's do this. Trash can! Trash can! Get the trash can. No. <laughs> Who are you? I'm sorry. Is that a tipsy person or a toddler for the win, Chris? Oh, gosh. So much pressure. Let's go with a toddler. You sure about that? Sure I, I don't know. This, no, does this sound like a toddler to you? A tipsy person. Wow. wow. How did he get it? That is amazing. That is incredible, Chris. Brilliant. Fantastic Good performance. Job. Yes. Let's have a listen. Trash cans. <laughs> get the trash can. No. Why? Uh, I'm sorry. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. 
Audrey, I have a question for you. Do you like it when your man stands up for you in public? Like, is that the sort of thing where like, there's some girls that are what like, What am I, I doing where I need to be stood up for? That's that's a question, too. Like, that, what am I doing? What am I, how am I behaving? Or somebody just acting like, a fool and, you know, gets in, uh, you know, just says something to you or disrespects okay. you for no reason because that happens. Okay, that's true. Then, yes. I would want, if, if somebody were to come up to me and start acting a fool or whatever, then I would hope that I would have enough people around me that would, like, I don't know if stand up for me is right. I don't know. This feels like this is going to be altercation and it makes me nervous. Well, so that's <laughs> that's kind of what this is. This is a situation down in Brazil. And as we know, uh, the Brazilians take their beauty contest very, very seriously. There was not that long ago, Mahoney, a uh, gigantic brawl that broke out. At Miss Bum Bum? At Miss, at Miss Brazilian Bum Bum. Uh-huh. That's right. Yeah, where they, uh, where they all uh, have their have their booties, their Brazilian it's the, booties. It's the world's most prestigious booty contest. That's right. And the, where the Americans want those booties now. Yeah. The whole Brazilian they, butt yeah, lift came from Miss no, Bum Bum. There's right. no American butt lift. It's only a Brazilian butt lift. Yeah. We ain't got butts to butt lift. <laughs> uh, this was not a Brazilian butt lift competition, but another one of these beauty contests that was happening down in Brazil. And where the whole husband or significant other thing comes in is that, you know, they were doing the very dramatic. The uh, the two finalists were sitting there holding each other's hands, looking at each other like, oh, this is so amazing. And then the the uh, reigning queen that was about to pass over her crown was like hovering the crown over both of their heads. Like, uh-huh. oh, who's going to win? And it was just, you know. I, I personally think beauty contests are fairly goofy and Dumb, archaic. Uh, but whatever. I mean, I get Whatever. Some you people, do you. Yeah, some people are into them, and if you're into it, then fine. But <laughs> Weirdos. They, they go ahead and announce the big winner, and of course, the, the first runner-up does that thing where she's like, oh my God, I'm so happy for you. And, you know, it's a big yeah. to do. And, and her husband was obviously in the audience. The the husband of the, the first runner-up, not the winner. Uh-huh. And he decided that he was going to uh, express how displeased he was that his wife did not win. So what do you suppose that he did? He spiked that crown. He'd go up there, steal the crown, spike it. That would be ridiculous. And that's exactly what he did. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he, he went up there, grabbed the crown off the winner's head, spiked it onto the ground, and of course... It's just total pandemonium because they didn't have, like, security set for this sort of thing. So, like, some chubby, like, stage manager comes out. He's like, hey. And then he runs over, grabs the crown again, and spikes it another time. I'm sure he's a real loving, gentle, kind, compassionate person who has a lot of, you know, um, really good communicative skills, really enjoys expressing, um, mm. you know, his needs and wants from his wife. Sensual. And on a healthy, Sen- setting boundaries type yeah. of level. Sensual love. Sensual love. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he's a really great guy. What's funny man. is he, like, grabs her arm to, like, lead her <laughs> off stage, and she's like, what are you doing, man? Well, what's really more amazing, Mahoney, you can see from this picture, is he's a little guy. Oh, yeah. Like, compared to these beauty queens, he's, like, a foot shorter than most of them. So I wish they would have turned on him. Picked him up and spiked him That's a couple right. of times onto the stage. Ruined yeah. my moment. Oh, hell no. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. What's worse, a bad kiss or a bad handshake? Message deleted. Bad Boy, I, th- I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Uh, <laughs> um, no, bad kiss for sure. I mean, that's has that ever been a deal breaker for you? Because I distinctly remember one time 
uh, you know, back in my single days, there was this girl, and there, you know, you kind of tell that there was something going on for like what seemed like a while. And yeah. They were, you know, finally got to that point, and it was just so it's bad. bad chemistry. In that moment, I was like, never, ever. And that was really? it. That was it. That's so, but that's so interesting to me as a woman because I feel like there's a lot of bad things that we have to put up with from time to time. And I feel like that's just part of coaching. Yeah. No, got to th- coach somebody to kiss I, or coach somebody to be better at whatever also, it like, is intimately. When I, you're 30, like you should know how to just like kiss someone. See, that, I don't, I don't right? necessarily. But you think- should also know a handshake. For sure. Well, but sometimes you, you just miss and then they end up getting to grab the fingers. And then, oh, oh God, that's that so the most emasculating thing. Yeah. Where they got you, and then they just crunch your hand. You're like in your hands, like a little claw. I do that on purpose. Just, I'm just grabbing somebody's fingers. <laughs> and you just, oh, God, I'm a bitch. Um, but I feel like not necessarily everybody's a bad kisser. It's just like sometimes our styles are, are off, which means we may not be a. A match, but like the teeth on teeth action Oof. when you just like bump into each other. Like Jeez. I'm still like I, I, you know, I'm just thinking about that, and my front teeth hurt. Oh, gives me the the willies. Wasn't that like your first kiss, Audrey? Didn't you say like you <laughs> knocked your teeth together? Yeah. And then so it was on a car? during the Super Bowl, and there was a party happening, mm-hmm. and a party meaning like we were at a friend's house, and their parents had the Super Bowl on. Uh-huh. We went outside and. Uh, I had braces and I was very awkward and he was a year older than me and he had kissed someone before and I was sitting, we were sitting down by a car and my head was like up against the car door and he went in and I kind of was scared and I went, ah, (laughs) and my braces hit his teeth like Mahoney's saying. It was just like a whole nightmare nightmare scenario, but- no, the, I, I just feel like kissing is definitely a coachable thing. I, kissing doesn't bother me. A handshake, I feel like, especially when women try to overpower like another, like if I'm shaking another woman's hand and like we know grip strength, okay? Like everybody understands that. When you go in too hard, I'm like, what are you trying to prove? It is really freaky to me. I don't like that. I would almost say if you grip strength too hard, that's also seen as a bad handshake to me. Oh, From girls sure. or guys, you're whoever. trying too hard. You're, you're trying, trying too hard. hard. Yeah. It's like, what are you trying to assert? I recently found out the first person I ever kissed, which was a kind of a traumatic experience for me because I was I was a late bloomer, Dave. Mm-hmm. So this was, yep. I believe, eighth grade. Okay. I was at a place called the Pasta House. Ooh, first off, romantic. A slightly less nice, more dimly lit uh, Olive Garden. Mm. Ooh. And uh, we uh, we kiss. And it's a very uh, it's a it's a very magical moment for me. When you're here, your step family. And then she ended up telling me that uh, she currently had a uh, STD. Oh wow! In eighth grade, what? An STD. She was she what was a year grade? older than me. She was in ninth. She she I kissed still? you and then dropped that. Yeah, yeah. So this was kind of a what STD was it? Uh, one that doesn't go away. Oh no! The oh no! And so I was you know at that the time is so. Honestly, let's think about that for a moment. I know that was traumatizing for you because you're in eighth grade and thinking about her being a ninth and you're kind of only living in that moment as an eighth grader. Yeah. We just said that a ninth grader had a 14 or 15 year old had a forever STD. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to pick a lane, either like don't say anything or like tell them before. Either or. But uh, I just recently, I recently found out she gone. She's dead? Yeah. Oh, my God. That, yeah. The story got even worse. What's this I terrible? mean, like, recently, yeah. I mean, like, just... Jeez. <laughs> lot of drugs. Uh, yeah, a lot, 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 lot of drugs. I don't know how I feel about it. Andre, I'm so sorry you got that crappiness. Um, but just a couple of weeks ago, I heard you say that you were a Karen in training. 
Uh, I tell you, but you just encountered a person as a doctorate in Karenism. Be sure of what you wish for. You just might get it. Love you guys. Message deleted. True. It's it, a joke. I mean, I definitely think that a lot of people have a sense of general just entitlement on either side of the cashier or either side of anywhere. I just am very pro like people's feelings. If you come out and if you don't want something that you've paid for, then just if it you took you no it time nice at all, way. yeah, you can absolutely yeah. do something in a nice way. And I feel like a lot of people just have this like, I'm only getting paid $7 an hour. Screw this. I'm going to yell at the customer. And then on the back end, I think that a lot of people go to places thinking they have this general sense of I'm the customer. I'm always right. I think there's just a lot of douchebags out there. And I'm just mm-hmm. very pro being an anti douchebag. Like you can just, just, and I'm on my Karen. I'm on my soapbox right it's now about not, it. You're not a Karen if you want something done right that you're paying for. Yeah. You're a Karen if you want something done right that you're paying for and you treat the person who messed up like they're less than. Right. And that's it's like, the Karen. We or always if there's have, nothing wrong and you just invent problems. Like that's also a very that's Karen That's a Karen thing, yeah. or a Darren move. I also just had this like inner monologue where I, whenever we're playing like the Karen Chronicles and listening to, you know, those, or if I'm scrolling on TikTok and watching all of these videos of people just freaking out or I, I can... I can almost say, oh, I can understand that feeling because everybody has that inner monologue where we get something and we're sitting there and we're like, man, I hate your service. You're so bad, but I'm still going to tip you 20%. And I wish Always. I wouldn't have because to tip the, you 20%. Because there's an angry 20%. Yes. That's like with a brownie than, face uh, yeah. attached Boom. to the zeros on the end of your stupid 20% tip. Man, it sucks. I, mean, I hate that. Being labeled a bad tipper is... In the hierarchy of like things you don't want to be labeled, there's like two that are like don't want to be labeled like uh, you know you're homophobic or a Nazi or a racist. Bad tipper, slightly under that, just slightly though. Right there, right there, right there. Hey guys, I wanted to say I love the show. I've been listening for a while, but can we talk about how much I hate toothpaste? The texture, the taste, everything about it—it it makes me gag. Am I the only one? Please tell me I'm not on an island with this. Message deleted. I love the taste of toothpaste. Crest with scope. Mm, give me that. But whenever we all had the COVIDs. And it changed everybody's taste. And one of the things that changed almost immediately for everybody whenever you got your toothpaste. taste back was toothpaste. Yeah, it tasted chemically. It was so it took, horrible. It took a year or so to get it yeah, back. Man, it yeah, man. It was like, I, and like you said, there's nothing hey. better than like spearmint. And then you're tasting and you're like, this is just like ke- gas you know, chemicals. Do you know anybody who's going like the holistic toothpaste route? The holistic uh, toothpaste. Oh, it's a whole, it's a whole other world. Get your hippie nonsense out of here, holistic toothpaste. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Are you? Dude, I tried it. Oh, you Because it's like the fluoride. Heavy. It's like the fluoride thing. Yeah, my wife's yeah. going the same route. And, dude, tell me how long it takes her to realize that she goes back. I don't I know. Was, I was in it dude, for about, like, six months. she commits she's into it the whole... She, like, once she moves on to something, like, she's doing it, she does it forever. You have to get used to the fact that, like, whenever you're using toothpaste, you don't realize how sweet it is until you go to the... The holistic, Isn't it just like you're like saying, baking soda. You're Dude. basically just <laughs> yeah, brush your teeth with baking soda. Yeah, it is not pleasurable. It's not like the bubble gum toothpaste that you get when you go to the dentist office. It's like you're legitimately using sticks and rocks. You guys, <laughs> you guys ever uh, swallow a little toothpaste just so you're? Uh, oh, I feel like that. Your, your, your gullet is your nice and minty. Feel nice and fresh too. This is Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. There is something that just leaves you feeling so helpless when you drop your phone somewhere, especially if you drop it, like, into a toilet, right? Like, that's that's a pretty bad look. I had a friend that dropped their, their toilet into a porta potty 
And oh, hell no. It landed on a pile of what they said was toilet paper, but it was reachable. Oh, and no. And went for it. And, I mean, I get it, but, like, oh, is there anywhere grosser than That's that? That's the worst. I mean, like, toilet, normal toilet, fine. Whatever. There's water. We can rinse it. But, like, porta potty that is another level of every disgusting. Time, every time you say porta potty there's that smell. Not, yes. like, the... Not the the been used smell. It's the one whenever you first go in. You know what I'm talking about. Whenever you first yep. go into the porta potty, and it's like been that sort of whatever that clean. I've never smelled whatever that cleaner is anywhere else other than porta potty. Yeah, I was in it's a like porta this po- industrial that blue. What is water, that? Just ugh. <laughs> that that is else. just uh, that is something from another world that we do not <laughs> want to know exactly what the chemical composition of it is. I was in a porta potty last summer. Uh, sorry. At, on a construction site, oh. like like a, oh. like like a housing, because we were looking at houses and stuff like that, and I had to go. And I can think of the top three worst smells of all time, and that that is in there. Construction like, dude, porta potty in, sum- in, in the summer. <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. summer, that had been sitting out. Like, like when you, when you walk into a into a porta potty, <laughs> even even if it's not humid outside, it's humid in the yeah. porta potty. Oh, yeah. you know, just like oh, yeah. Yeah. God. stop. Oh. Uh. So foul. You just feel like it's going into your pores. Okay. She's like, yeah, gross. Well, this guy, and again, I kind of respect this, uh, was not a porta potty, thankfully, but a uh, government official in India has been suspended from his job after he ordered an entire water reservoir to be drained so he could get his smartphone, which he dropped while taking a selfie. I saw this dummy. And it was a Samsung, too. Yeah, he first asked local divers to jump into the reservoir to find the device, claiming it contained sensitive government data. It did not. But after the initial efforts failed, he asked for the reservoir to be emptied. So over the next three days, more than two million liters of water were pumped out of the reservoir, which is enough to irrigate like 1,500 acres of land during the scorching summer that is coming for India. Yeah, in India, the water, uh, a precious resource. And here's what's hilarious is that they finally found the smartphone, and then it wouldn't work because it wasn't waterproof. Well, I would have thought that that would have been the biggest dumb moment of this whole yeah, this scenario. Was, yeah, this was, wasn't even like a Galaxy. This was like an entry-level Samsung. And you like, just thought. Yeah, meanwhile. Maybe if I put it in rice. India is one of the most water-stressed countries. You know, obviously extreme temperatures. But, you know, severe water scarcity, causing crop losses, forest fires, cuts to power. And meanwhile, this guy is just wasting millions of liters of water so he can get his phone that's not going to work anyhow. Glad you got fired, bitch. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Blitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash on Dave and Mahoney. So I'm sure that we're not right exactly in the heart of the demographic for the new Little Mermaid. I suppose that if anyone in this room is, it would probably be me because uh, the kids are uh, going to want to see it. They haven't really brought it up yet, though, because I don't know if they've seen enough previews for it. They're still so enamored with the Mario movie right now. Little Mermaid has not been like the one where, the, where they're like beating down the door to, to go see that. But also, much to my dismay, like they haven't really latched on to the original Little Mermaid like I had hoped they had because that was such a big movie for I me. mean, for us, the golden era of Disney, Lion King, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and Aladdin was just that four movie run for us was the greatest. Well, this movie, it goes literally pretty much the exact way that Little Mermaid does originally so they're not doing what the live action movies like 
The Lion King or Mulan. Mixing them up a little bit. Where they're, you don't get the songs. You're not, yeah, they're changing the, the storyline of it. The new Little Mermaid is pretty much exactly like the one that we grew up with, which is nice. Which, which is nice, except for Flounder doesn't look like Flounder. That's fair. You know, I like my flounder chubby. Yeah, I need a fat flounder. That's yeah. what I need. Uh, the the audience, 95%, $118 million in North America at the box office. I mean, the critics, who cares about what the critics think? But still, like almost 70% fresh from the critics is, is pretty I good. I mean, for, for a, a like live-action Disney movie, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. It's not doing great in overseas markets, but here in America, doing pretty damn well. And it was a pretty strong box office over the weekend, I ended up seeing uh, The Machine, Burt Kreischer's The Machine. How was that? If you are not a Burt Kreischer fan, you're not gonna like you are it. not going to like that movie. Oh, I mean, go man. figure, right? Even you said, who, and you're a huge Burt Kreischer Burt. fan, that it was a bit of a stretch at times because yeah, I mean, he was kind of playing like an action star. It's, you know, okay. it's silly. You know, yeah. it's, it's a movie you kind of expect, but like if you don't know Burt, that so, you're going to mm. be like, what am I watching? Got it. Uh, this one, I think everyone will enjoy because these movies just seem to keep getting better. Uh, John Wick 5 in development. Five John Wicks. I mean, I'm not surprised by this. I mean, yeah. this, these and the Mission Impossible movies are the like the last great action films. Obviously, Fast 10 debuted, what, a week ago and still kind of had some floundering numbers. But the John Wick movies, not only are they commercial successes, but they're also critical successes as yep. well. Do you guys feel, though, because John Wick was one of the first like action movies to make sure that they had an, like the proper amount of bullets that were coming out of each like clip magazine, Yeah, the gunplay was yes. solid, yeah. So every time now, I'm like, one, two, three. I'm like <laughs> counting almost to kind of like fact check them because you know with every action movie, it's like, how come they're able in that one pistol able to shoot 100 rounds out of right. that thing? You, you like, have a standard is- clip in that thing and you've got unlimited bullets. <laughs> what? Yeah, Must this is a like Call of Duty. But yeah, no, I, the, <laughs> the John Wick movies definitely hold true to that, so... Uh, it does make me really excited for John Wick 5. So this is something, because I, I don't know how many stories like this we have shared over the years or how many we possibly could share, but they're saying that Queen's music catalog could be going up for sale, and they're they're talking about a billion dollars. Yeah, wow. that's what, if I were to guess what it was, because I, I didn't know the number, but if I were to just shoot a shot in the dark, I would have guessed a billion. Because, I mean, you think about Queen has been one of the biggest rock bands of all time, but they are more popular now than they've ever been. Yeah. So, I mean, their catalog being worth a billion dollars checks out. I feel like you hear a Queen song, but, like, if you are writing, if you are in any arena ever, like any football, baseball, basketball, I, that's whenever I heard Queen for the very first time was at a, a Jacksonville Jaguars game. Sure. I mean, you got, you got to think that the music plays so well not just in arenas, but also like for commercials and things oh, like yeah. that. And Universal Music Group is in talks to buy the catalog. Right now, Disney owns it for a billion dollars. What's amazing is that in December of 2021, Bruce Springsteen sold his music for $500 million, the highest amount for which a song catalog has ever been sold. And here we are, you know, a year and a half later, and we're talking about a billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, I like Bruce Springsteen, but when you're talking hit for hit, pound for pound, queen, not even, not close. even close. Yeah. So if they get a billion dollars, then good for them. Yep. Dave Mahoney. This is Dave and Mahoney. Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Of all the fast food establishments in this country, which one do you think is the absolute worst to work at? Message deleted. I'll tell you right now, and this is for me personally, 
Taco Bell because I could not possibly resist a cheesy gordita crunch. Like seeing those going through my hands and not being able to eat every one of them would drive me crazy. I don't know if I would have Mahoney, a place that would be my number one worst place to work at because I don't really consume that much fast food. Oh, look at you. Aren't you just a picture of health? That's not what I mean when I say that. It's more of like a, I am really weirded out in this moment. Even going to grocery stores, I have a thing where I'm like, why is this meat in a can? And like, if, the, <laughs> if I have to see how it's cooked, ruin it for you. It would absolutely yeah. ruin it for me. So like, I enjoy Taco Bell, but I don't want to see because I know it comes in a bag. Comes in I a bag. know it does. It's a weird bag. I don't want to see it. So any it. of them yeah. would be kind of my worst nightmare, so honestly. I'll, t- I'll tell you the one that for me stands out far above any other fast food establishment when it comes to the worst one for me personally to work at, and that would be In-N-Out. Because you gotta be nice. I've never been to In-N-Out yeah. where anybody is rude yeah. or anybody is aggravated. No, they're always nice. They're always efficient. They're always working incredibly hard. See, if I'm working at a Popeye's, somebody mouths off, I know I got car blanche to fist fight them on the spot. Right, yeah. And the little Not hats, man. You, I don't think I want to wear what? the little hat. He'd look great in a little hat. You he think? would, yeah. Look like a little sailor. He'd rock that. Hey, everyone. So I like bringing stuff back with me from vacation, like mementos or souvenirs. I once stole a traffic cone from the side of the road in Nebraska on a cross-country trip. What's the weirdest thing you've ever taken as a souvenir? Message deleted. So my brother used to travel internationally a lot, and he would always bring me things back from his overseas trips, whether he was going to Thailand or just somewhere like Middle Eastern areas of the world. And uh, he did bring me back a gigantic framed spider because he knows that I hate spiders. It's like a giant tarantula yeah. and then another scorpion that was like a black scorpion that's about, you know, oh, I've seen five those or six inches. House. Yeah, those are yeah. huge. And then he also like would bring me back like ninja swords and stuff. That's cool. So, so I feel like I'm like one bong rip away from being the uber bro. I got a friend <laughs> who was uh, overseas a lot in the military and brought me back the coolest machete of all time. Yes. And I, that's still at my house. I've had that. There's very few gifts that I've been given over the years where I'm like, that's badass. I big, feel like if big so, ass yeah, machete. somebody breaks into your house, you bust out a cool-ass decorative machete, they're yep. like, all right, I'm leaving. Yep. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Did you guys ever get in trouble for throwing a party at your parents' house? I would have had they caught me doing it. And mine wasn't even, like, a big party. Like, the most I ever had over my house was, like, I had one friend and, like, three girls and me. Oh, that's actually quite impressive. If you got you and one friend and then three girls? Yeah. Woo, you got you got insurance never knew about policy. It. Oh, yeah. That was, uh, and they spent the night, too. They spent the my, night. I forget where my parents went, but they went somewhere out of town for like a day or two. How old were you in this? Was I like, was like 16, 17 years old. I was in high school. So I was going to ask if you got laid, but I think the answer is no. No, I didn't yeah. get laid. I might have got like an old-fashioned. You, you got like, you like dry humped or something? Something like that, <laughs> but nothing like, nothing, nothing memorable. <laughs> you got to watch that chafing. Uh, Audrey, what about you? We used to have things called, I'm so embarrassed, called twerk fests. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> and I had a party. My mom was like out for the weekend or whatever. And we had a party at my house. And another party ended up coming from like leaving theirs to come to mine. Because well, it was a twerk I, fest. And I ended up getting caught only because... There were so many black and mild tops. Oh, my God. You trash buckets. <laughs> and uh. cigarette butts that when my grandpa went to go mow the lawn, 
like the weekend after or whenever it was, the little filters were popping yeah. up like cotton balls. I bet. And he was like, Jenny, this is my mom's name. Jenny, do you uh, do you smoke Black and Miles? Because he kept finding all of these <laughs> little tops, <laughs> the tops of the Black and Miles. And you, and my you know mom. the one they hit that mower too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, sounded like whatever you vacuum over goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> my mom made me hand pick every single one of those out of the backyard. Did, and she was she, a smoker too, so I was also picking up her crap too. Did she did she grill you on like the on the twerk fest? Did you ever come clean on? That, that's what so was going I didn't tell her the extent of the party, but later on, my brother was like, Audrey, I was so mad at you for having that party because he was in karate at the time and he had one of the boards that he broke, like yeah. karate chopped in half. And I guess somebody, <laughs> I guess somebody went into his room and like defiled. They, <laughs> like they wrote, broke his already broken they, board. They, they, they chopped like it wrote more. all over it, like chopped it up into more and then just like put it back right where it was. And wow. he was like, I hated you for so long. Wow. That's a, that's something interesting that. He has to unpack with his therapist. Yeah, what are these years people later? doing at Twerk Fest? Smoking black and miles, chopping already chopped wood blocks. Actually, this sounds awesome. Like if you if we launched a 2023 version of Twerk Fest, we, we would go to jail. We had, go have black and miles and chop up some boards. Like we I'm had in. one CD, and I put it into the DVD player. That was a part of the TV, of and we listened to those eight songs on repeat all night. Do you remember <laughs> any of those songs off the top of your head? Um, I think one was. You're not going to know any of okay, them. They right, were sure. they were like 2004 like rap songs. So the reason why I ask you guys if you've ever been busted throwing a house party is because the prime minister of Japan just had to fire his son because he was ha- he was an executive secretary because there was a party that was thrown at the prime minister's official government residence. Oh yeah, no you can't do Back that. in December and his son had posed for pictures with others in areas of the residence that's reserved for officials' use with foreign dignitaries. So when it's it's like, okay, I'm going to throw a party at my mom's house and smoke black and miles. It's one thing. Whole other thing where like you're not allowed to go in this part of the house because it's for foreign dignitaries. You're the prime minister's son and he's taking pictures and posting them. He had to fire his own son as a result. I mean, yeah, yeah, time to go, buddy. Uh, they also reportedly, and this is, I kind of appreciate this, the son and his friends reportedly held a mock news conference inside of the prime minister's I mean, if you're That's drunk hilarious. and they got one of those, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Worth it. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. It goes to your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen all at the same time. They're everywhere. <laughs> 